This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. It is truly insane. Things are uh, <laughs> just rocking and rolling, Dude. man. We're we're getting into uh, the pipe time of year, man. It, you know, it's always that kind of early to middle fall and then early spring, it seems like, where people just come out in droves. And th- this is the time of year where I get, uh, I, you know, those people that uh, we haven't seen since late fall, you know, they start to trickle back in, right? And so, uh, man, we're, we're getting them. And it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. Yeah, you know, it, it is. It's always interesting to me because, you know, for me, pipe season, the colder it is, the more it becomes pipe season, but like spring is starting to sprung. If that's even the, the way to say it correctly. <laughs> I love how we, we, we need to make our own country squire radio dictionary. Um, it, it, and it oh would my be gosh. one of the most gnarled up things ever. We, we, we really should the lexicon, you know, it's uh yeah, that's uh yeah, it, it, it is uh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Mark VV actually probably already has that. I would not be he surprised might. if, no, if there's really not might. a library. And that also contains like a, you know, like a, 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 in the background, in the notes, like all the different memes, you know, like, uh, see, yeah. uh, see image on page two, three, five, for, you know, <laughs> John David Cole as Kim Kardashian. <laughs> like, uh, so out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's hope that never comes to pass, but man, I, I'll tell you something that I do hope comes to pass. And that is that, uh, all of you listening to the show right now, enjoy listening to the show so much so that you want to help make it happen. Uh, head over to <laughs> patreon.com slash country square radio to become a patron, help support the creation of this show. It could not happen without you. Plus, we got some bonus stuff available for you. Like how about the entire first 100 episodes of country square radio now fully available. As soon as you become a patron, uh, check that out. Patreon.com slash country squire radio. I always want to like end that by saying like, check your local listings or something like that. That is, <laughs> that is a phrase from a past generation right there. It is man. Local listing. Like, I, you know, there's pe- whole sections of our population that don't even know what that means. I know. Right. I mean, like this is the, <laughs> It's 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 a it's a different age, but that's all right, man. It's also a different age for Country Squire Radio as we've been kind of going through an adjustment period. You know, I'm 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 here, man. It's it's uh it's it's quite a unique experience to to go through a seismic move of you know saying goodbye to one house, uh, saying hello to a new house. Gosh, no kidding. It's over, and so uh, you know everything is still kind of in that transitional period. But uh, so, so, you know, next episode, I believe the studio should be, you know, set up. But as of right now, I am recording and I'm, I'm not afraid to say this. I'm recording in my children's bedroom <laughs> and uh, I am surrounded right now by images of uh, fairies dancing flowers. There is at Isn't least three unicorns in my uh, immediate uh, <laughs> like uh, surroundings. <laughs> and so um yeah, so this is where I'm at, and uh, by the way, there is some kind of construction that's going on uh, in relation to the roof at the moment. So if you oh, hear wow. something like that happen, that's what's going on. Just want to mention that up front, but uh, yeah, thank, <laughs> thank y'all so much. I mean, like, man, I really we 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 need to like show show so much love to all the listeners who have been 
just riding with us and supporting us throughout these last several weeks and months and year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's incredible. I mean, it really is incredible because it's, it's been a journey and continues to be, and, and we would not be here without you. So thank yeah. you all very much. It, for, it's so for true. Listening. Yeah. Just, just to chime in real quickly. I, I know we've got, you know, a great topic today, but um, man, it, it has been a year of sin, sincere uh, change, you know, and, and lots of, uh, lots of movement uh, on many fronts, man, y'all have just been with us every step of the way. We've gotten so many supportive letters and, you you know, messages and, uh, and even gifts and stuff, visits. I mean, I, you know, I've got folks, they'll come up to me and, um, you know, that I've never even met before. I mean, just let them, let me know that they're thinking about me through this, uh, you know, incredible tumultuous time, all the good and the challenging, you know, and everything. And so, man, you know, it, we're just, uh, we're, we're thankful. We are really thankful for you guys really are. I know I mentioned a couple of weeks back about how Robert recognized my voice when I was at, uh, you know, at uh, the Lakeland Yard and Garden store. And then <laughs> further back when I was in D.C. And, and got recognized, you know, like, like, are y'all talking about Country Square Radio? Like, like <laughs> the amazing reach of this show is incredible because at least it highlights for us individually just the fact there's so much interest in pipes and that there is this pipe community out there. And, uh, and what a great time to, to kind of see that. And so to kind of, you know, as we go through this, as y'all been supportive to us, we like showing y'all as much love as possible and big up in y'all because, you know, honestly, that's, that's the pipe community and that's the pipe community on display. So yeah. y'all are incredible, man. Speaking of pipe community, we've got an episode this week that it's on that personal level. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's going to be fun. Argument. So we did, I mean, this dates back to the earliest days of Country Squire Radio. Uh, you will not find, I don't believe you will find an episode like this in our current public archive in the last, you know, 300 or however many episodes. But within the first 100 episodes, we did a series called Collection of Memories. And this is where um, each episode, John David or I would take a few pipes and we would kind of go through our collection. We'd tell you a little bit about the pipe. And then also the story that surrounds it, because I know for many of us, the pipes that we own, they're not just, oh, that looks cool. I want it. Although there's definitely a few of them in there. <laughs> but for the most part, there's a story around it. There's a reason why we selected that pipe. It may yeah. be a style that spoke to us. It may be the person that gave it to us. It may be the the reasoning, the trip that we wanted to go on that this pipe was going to represent. Or it may have been like, this gives me a, a sense of comfort in a in a rough patch of time. But yeah. regardless- yeah. It is impossible to to own a pipe without having some kind of story attached. And it's also kind of a nice way to showcase a little bit of who we are behind the scenes, what kind of makes us tick. And uh, <laughs> was good in those early days. But, you know, as I say, man, every single episode is somebody's first episode. So this is kind of a chance to get to know John David Cole as we go back into a collection of his memories. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, that's uh, it's a little intimidating, you know, that each each pipe does have a story <laughs> and, you know, pulling the curtain back, uh, you know, behind, uh, you know, just to see kind of where some of those sentimental values come from or gosh, this is a pipe that just smokes great. But, you know, someone important gave it to me or something like that. We, we love unpacking this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, and, and it gives you an idea of kind of where we're coming from a little bit, too. So, um, yeah, I, yeah. You want me to you want me to start, Bo? Man, what you got? We have uh, today a couple couple of beautiful pipes, but um, the one I'm holding right now, if you can imagine in your mind, a gnarly prince-shaped pipe. Uh, it's an older pipe, and it has an ebonite stem that is rather chewed on and, and well loved. <laughs> and this is a uh, this is a Savinelli Punto Oro, one of the uh, rusticated uh, Punto Oros. This pipe is really special to me, so it has become my flake pipe. And really, if this could say anything about what I smoke, it would tell you I smoke a lot of Christmas cheer <laughs> from <laughs> from McClelland and I'm still going through 
my you know hoard of it that I've got put back. This is also the pipe I, I tend to smoke in inside my house as well. My wife is oh, uh, interesting, yeah. incredibly gracious, and uh, you know a lot of times those flake tobaccos, uh, you know, those are reserved for those times when I just have a really um, the quiet evening where I've got some time to just ponder or, or particularly read. I love reading with this pipe, you know, maybe having my favorite tea or beverage. A lot of times it's a, you know, a, a nice whiskey or a Boodles and tonic or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I love this pipe. It's very dear to me. This pipe was a gift from a friend of ours, the anti-hurricane. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Yeah, a very important person in our uh, in our uh, country squire family and uh steven he needs a name i mean i know he's like the anti-hurricane but like we almost need to to to, like he needs something (laughs) maybe he's thor you know like thor controls the storm you know like he counters (laughs) the storm that's a great point maybe we should call him thor yeah you know like it although uh you know he's he's one of the most sarcastic people i've ever met so he you know is probably going to come up with uh, I don't know, maybe his own rebuttal to that. To uh, you know, <laughs> put us in our place, you know. Stephen's really good at that. But yeah, our my dear friend Stephen, who uh, was in our wedding, and uh, man is just a just a dear friend. But he he gifted me this pipe. This was really fun. A few years ago, the st- the shop was. Um, we were we were in a tight patch. It was one of those uh, points where things were pretty tight. This is before I uh, bought the Country Squire, and uh, you know we were it, we were just trying to make it work. You know it, I, it it had gotten to the point where before our shop was really uh, you know had the resources it needed. The cigar reps would come through and and give me samples, and I would you know graciously say thank you and all that, and then I would patiently wait until the cigar rep left, and then I would go around the shop and and gather up all the samples that they laid around, and then <sighs> and then put them in a sampler bag. <laughs> and sell them, you know, rather than actually give them right, the customer. Right. I mean, it, it was it was pretty rough, right? And so, um, I mean, we had this beautiful batch of estate pipes walk in one time during that season, and it was uh, it was really beautiful. You know, anytime these things come in, uh, it, is, it is still to this day. It's like Christmas, right? You get uh, these um, stunning pipes. Some of them are, uh, are are gorgeous, like this particular pipe I'm holding now. Uh, some of them are, you know, old beat up, you know, Dr. Graybos and, uh, you know, K. Woodies and fake Meershams and, and, and everything else. But um, this particular pipe was a part of that batch. There were some Dunhills in that batch and also, uh, I think, a Kamoy or two and a couple of Savinelli's. Um, and uh, th- this Savinelli is really beautiful. I was not a real fan of the Prince shape until I this this particular pipe kind of started to to claw on me a little bit. <laughs> um, so if you know anything about the the Savinelli Prince, it's the 313. And it's a, it's a very gentle bend in this Prince. It's just got a very elegant shape. The modern ones are a little thicker. They're a little chunkier because the stems are made of acrylic. But the older ones have uh, still a lot of the old ebonite stems, uh, very thinly, uh, you know, uh, tapered there right at the, at the uh, button. It comes to a very nice, uh, thin, point there and uh and this is the punta oro which is one of their higher grade lines this is you know is is a machine made pipe but it's one of their highest grade ones and it's just really stunning uh the the gnarly rusticated punta oro pipes are really uh you know they they are they're gnarly they kind of have that pine cone look to them it's almost a chunky like root the root is really showing through on this thing it's kind of hard to explain but punta oro uh how they rusticate the you know the rusticated not the smooth version but the rusticated version really attractive and you can tell they put a lot of extra work into this thing it's also a natural finish and so it's got some staining from my own hand on there and you know it's picked up a nice patina just over the years as i've smoked it since i owned it so the story is we had all these estate pipes walk in 
And they were beautiful and they were, uh, you know, lightly used and everything. And this pipe just kept calling to me the the gentle curvature of this pipe and uh, how it fit in my particular hand. The uh, I could just imagine how it would smoke, a you know, a, a nice kind of chunky flake uh, cut uh, tobacco. And, you know, it, it's it's long enough to kind of go along with my Bing's favorite there. Just a, just enough length to kind of cool the smoke down a little, maybe more than other pipes. And so to be honest with you, I was really broke. <laughs> I, was, I was broke and the shop was broke. And uh, man, it was just a, a really difficult time. So I, I, I mean, the- you know, if you're, you're selling those uh, cigar samples, I mean, I can Dude. imagine at this point, like you're, you're pulling like just just to just to drive this home even even more, I'm guessing you were actually pulling what people pull on you all the time. Instead of them taking your tampers, you were waiting when the customer wasn't looking and stealing. Yeah, their, their tampers no, and and yeah, stop. probably so. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's probably a couple of those times I uh, you know cleaned one up and threw it back in the check tool basket. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't do that. But yeah, you know, it's it was, <laughs> it was to that point. Yeah, but no promises that I didn't. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I know my house had like you know 15 roommates living here to pay the mortgage. It it, it was tight. It was. Let's just say it was tight, but um, right. yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I we had all these you know pipes sitting around, and I, I was just really coveting um, you know a couple of them. And I, I told a couple friends that man, I wish I could have that pipe, but uh, I've I've got to sell it. We've got to you know put it out on a shelf. And so Stephen uh, he said, well, I want that one, and he he pointed to this prince that I'd kind of been eyeing. And he said, put that back for me. I'll buy it next week. And so he came back in. He made a really big deal about how you know much he wanted that pipe and how uh, excited he was to have it. And that you know it was going to be one of his favorites and everything. And right as he was walking out the door, he said, all right, let's go settle up. So, uh, so we went to the cash register and he, uh, and he purchased the pipe and uh, he said a few more words. And then he, uh, he reached forward and extended the pipe across the uh, counter and laid it right in front of me. And then said "Merry Christmas" and turned around and walked out the door. And so uh, <laughs> it was it was really really special. You know, this was a uh, I think we wound up selling this pipe because it's in really good condition. I think we wound up selling it for I don't know one hundred twenty five dollars or something like Man. that. And Stephen Stephen bought it from me, so he he paid the shop money for it, and then he turned around and gave it to me. <laughs> so <laughs> it was uh, he really wanted me to have it, and it was such an encouragement to me at the time. And so that, for that's someone, classic Stephen. That, it that, is. That, Especially like the just like pimping away like that, (laughs) like just like head over and walk out. That's amazing. And just and just walk out. He was one of those. uh, It was one of those moments where, you know, he wanted me to know, like, no, we're going to have fun with this. This is yours. I'm not leaving any time for you to argue. Goodbye. Like, and and that was it. And uh, every time I smoke this pipe, I think about that moment. Uh, It's probably four years ago now. And um, it's just really special to me. And, I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I tell that to Stephen now and it's I, it's almost encouraging to him, you know, because uh, it's just one of those things that, you know, I get 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 to remind him that it's been a blessing. So uh, a great pipe, a really good pipe. This was back before Savinelli was doing a lot of the uh, the balsa filter inserts. And um, man, it's just a um, just a precious pipe. Really, really love it. That's a great story, man. And also just a great way to big up somebody, too, in the community. Yeah, I <laughs> know, right? All right, so what you got next? Yep, so next, oh man, this this is great. So um, a- another friend, dear friend actually, that was also at my wedding. It's kind of funny, I, I didn't plan it this way, but uh, you know our friend the judge, right? Oh yeah, man. All right, so so the judge, you know, he smokes a pipe occasionally, but he, he's not, not the biggest pipe guy. But we also know uh, his dad, who is actually a judge. <laughs> <laughs> right, and right. Who is also one of the biggest uh, characters I've ever met in my life. I, you know, he... <laughs> <laughs> he is the uh, our local uh, one in one of the counties here surrounding uh, Jackson where we live. He's the the local 
chancery court judge, the local chancellor in one of our counties here. He's just larger than life. He's one of these people that's, you know, completely ridiculous and probably needs a a book written about him. Uh, He's kind of like kind of like the hurricane, you know, maybe not quite as Not, not quite as uh, as dangerous or uh, you know as as uh, upsetting, but he still has some of those qualities. You know, dangerous in his and, own way. In his own you know? way, you know, yeah. yeah. He's always going to have the best <laughs> the best story, and you know, he's got that twinkle in his eye that he's going to tell some off color joke or something. But um, man, he's funny. <laughs> so anyway, he was so excited uh, right as I was buying the shop. He uh, <laughs> he's such a curious guy. I Man, he used to smoke a pipe a lot back in the day, and uh, somewhere in the nineties, along with so many other people kind of pivoted towards cigars, uh, unfortunately, but he, <laughs> he occasionally will smoke his pipe, but he's still uh, very much, you know, more cigar guy nowadays. But back in the day, oh, yeah. back in the 60s and 70s, when it was kind of a, you know, he was younger in his professional career, he was in England, actually, on a uh, business trip, and he bought a Sheraton. It is a Sheraton oh. uh, London Special, and it's a tiny pipe. This is not one of the higher grade Sheratons, but it's a beautiful little Sheraton. It was, it is what we would consider in America from the Lane era, which is really neat. The Lane era Sheratons, of course, here, you know, some of the more coveted Sheratons. What's interesting about this, though, is that even though it's from the Lane era, it does not have the little L stamp on the side that you would expect a Lane huh. era Sheraton to have. The reason is because it was never imported into the United States. <laughs> All the uh, the Lane uh, Sheratons were given the little L stamp because they were imported by the Lane Company into the United States and then sold. And so, um, you know, that that was kind of the moniker, the hallmark of that era. Well, this is from that era, but it was never it never went through official exporting or whatever from Great Britain into the U.S. And so, uh, it's from that era, but you know, just doesn't have that little stamp, which is kind of neat. That it came from the the homeland, you know. But he I mean, was gonna, like, if it, if it's not stamped, yeah. how do you know? Like, well, is, the is reason, it a fraud? Yeah, the the reason is because he bought it new in 1973, and so it, it was it was a new pipe in 1973, and that is in the middle of that era. Yeah, it's just you know it was a new pipe. Now, if it would would have been a used pipe during that era, it could have been a Lane era, or it could have been a pipe huh, from the okay. 30s that continued on or whatever. But anyway, so that's kind of the idea there. Gotcha. Um, okay, okay. But a small pipe, it's a it's a it's a small frame pipe. It's longer. It's probably got uh, if you're thinking visualizing it in your mind, uh, it's a straight pipe cord. It's a it's a five probably five and a half inch pipe, very tiny uh, bit. The uh, of course from uh, Sheraton, we think of the uh, double comfort stem that they had patented and was so popular uh, for them. And so it, it has that and just a really nice uh, small package. It's a straight billiard, um, a little bowl. I would compare the size to probably a little larger than the Peterson Belgique. So if you had a if, if you have the Peterson Belgique in your mind, that small frame, uh, little um, you know, bowl, it's just maybe a little bit thicker than that, but not much. It's just got a really great frame to it. And so anyway, the judge, <laughs> uh, the, he, the true judge, the, the judge, true judge, the ju- judge senior, our, our dear friend who we nicknamed the judge. Well, his dad, who's an actual judge, he, there it is. yeah, all that he gave this pipe to me. Well, kind of. So I, I, you know, he showed me, Hey, let me show you my old, <laughs> let me show you my old pipe collection. And, um, and so he gave this pipe to me and, uh, he said, Oh, you know, someday you'll just, uh, after you buy the shop, when he gave this to me, I was in the middle of purchasing the shop. Uh, we were kind of, you know, going through paperwork and making sure all the accountants were, you know, had their ducks in a row and all that. So he gave this pipe to me, quote unquote. But then he said, ah, you know, you can pay me back sometime. Give me some cigars. <laughs> <laughs> 
that Joker hold held that over my head for the next uh, the next year and a half. It was so funny because uh, every time he turned around, he was like, "Yeah, you know, um, I gave I gave John David that uh, that that hundred dollar pipe, and right, you know, he, right. He hadn't he hadn't given me any cigars left. And then you know the next time you talk to him, yeah, you know, I gave John David that two hundred dollar pipe, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm expecting some olivas. He told me he was going to get me some olivas, and uh, in, next time you see him, yeah, I gave John a, John David that $550 pipe and you know I, I it's just the the value of this pipe kept going right. up and up and up it was so funny yeah, that, but, he had like the the college fund for his grandchildren paid off in the amount oh, of cigars dude. he's gonna send you oh uh, <laughs> it, it, just ridiculous you know it was uh it was so funny so eventually i got him paid off for this uh what in his mind became probably a 700 pipe or right exactly yeah. you know but uh it, it was really really great this pipe smokes good it's a it's a compact handy little uh, smooth billiard Sheraton. I love Sheraton. And if you did hear about one of those earlier episodes, if, if you're maybe a member of our Patreon club and have listened to one of our older episodes where we talk about our personal pipes, you probably heard me talk about my favorite pipe. And that favorite pipe, uh, it, which nowadays is probably shared between my Bing's favorite, but my, my other favorite pipe that I don't smoke very often anymore because it's very precious to me, um, it is my Lane Era Sheraton Executive Pipe. Um, and we talked about that back in the day. This is a gigantic bowl. I'm holding it now and kind of comparing it to the little one that, uh, that the judge gave to me. Um, it's probably a six-inch pipe, uh, gigantic bowl. It's got just a really nice hand-finished Dublin look to it. Smooth, uh, incredible, exquisite uh, straight grain on this pipe, <laughs> and just the, the the chunky double comfort bit stem that you would expect. And you can see, if you look really hard, you can even still see the uh, the serial number uh, stamped on the side of the stem, which is uh, you know just something that isn't isn't uh, doesn't happen anymore. You don't see serial numbers put on stems anymore. It's kind of amazing, but. Um, yeah. This pipe, uh, which is uh, probably the most sentimental of all the pipes that I own, this was a pipe that belonged to Mr. Reeves. Mr. Reeves, of course, founded our shop back in 1970 with his wife, Gwen, uh, who eventually hired me. <laughs> and after after Mrs. Reeves died, uh, Kim, uh, her daughter, gave me this pipe. Um, you know, she wanted me to have it. It was one of her dad's favorite pipes. And um, and, and I smoke English blends out of it. I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of English blends. If you listen a long time, you know that. That Latakia, it, it goes well in this pipe because that's what Mr. Reeves smoked in this pipe. And uh, we, we date this pipe to probably the early 60s. It's, uh, you know, got a lot of age on it, but it's an incredible shape. And um, it is also really precious to me. So just thought I'd mention that too. If you did listen to one of those episodes back in the archives where we talked about some of our other personal pipes, uh, that one that one probably came up. Oh, that's good, man. I mean, like it really, there, there's that, that pipe in particular, you know, it's, it's one you've referenced a couple times on the show, but it, it's, it's, I think it's, it's important because it plays into the legacy of the shop. And then it also plays into your, yeah. your legacy as well. I mean, you yeah, know, one of the uh, traditional tropes that we see in storytelling is the concept of the father sword that's passed down from generation to generation. Yeah, I guess and that's right. That to some extent, that pipe is, you know, the, the, the quote unquote father's sword that's been passed down to you. And so, <laughs> You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I love that. It fits so well. I mean, it, it is ingrained into the part, you know, into the lore of the shop and, and just your personal narrative, so to speak, with with the shop as well uh, as the champion of the squire. And <laughs> 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 I think it fits pretty well. Oh, that's great. Yeah. A lot of fun. So really cool pipes. And I'm, I'm thankful for them. Yeah, man. Well, let me ask you this. Do you have any kind of specific uh, Missouri Meerschaum pipes that kind of, uh, uh, you know, raise to the top in your personal collection? 
I do, actually. It's interesting. Um, I have a uh, Cobbett Shire pipe, which is uh, one of my favorite church warden style pipes. Now, the Cobbett Shire, uh, it's not a full-blown church warden. It's got kind of a truncated stem, but it's still a long pipe, probably uh, seven or eight inches long. Uh, really high quality stems on those Cobbett series pipes. It's got a really, uh, just a really soft ebonite bit on there that uh, really makes it shine. Of course, a generous bowl on that. Uh, my other coveted pipe <laughs> that is a Missouri Meerschaum is uh, it, something that uh, I love dearly, and it is my South Park pipe. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it is fantastic. Uh, my Our friend Liz White, uh, who lives in Longview, Texas, uh, man, she uh, did one of our custom cob competitions uh, two years ago, and then eventually painted the wedding pipes for my wedding, which was a year ago, and also uh, had as, as a gift given me a pipe uh, that has a figure of Eric Cartman from South Park on the pipe. And so, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's got the cheesy poofs on the side and all that, but it's it's just a great pipe. And it's a Missouri Meerschaum uh, legend. You know, the legends are great because they're very basic, um, but they, they provide a, a super nice canvas for uh, your own custom cob. And so uh, just lots of real estate there to do some good artwork. And, you know, the, the pipe uh, can go along with any artwork in that case because it's so, uh, you know, just so classic. So uh, uh, yeah, I love man. that, man. The, uh, the comment <laughs> in and of itself, I mean, that's, that's almost a story in and of itself. And it certainly shows just the level of innovation that Missouri Mearsham puts into the, like the way they do corn cob pipes and the legend. Yeah. It, it lays out, like you say, it's, it's the, uh, it is the manuscript. It is the, the canvas on which to tell your pipe story. <laughs> so to speak. That's right. So if you've got a Missouri Mirishaw pipe, be sure to smoke it this week. Take a selfie of yourself doing it. Tweet them to us. We'll retweet them out. That's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Mirishaw know we appreciate them for sponsoring the show. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. We got a pipe question of the week coming in from listener yeah. Joe. Okay, great. All right, man. Joe says, uh, first, I'd like to thank you for putting together an incredible podcast. I got into pipes almost a year ago and was pleasantly surprised to learn about Country Squire Radio. Your discussions are informative and fun, and everyone in the pipe community seems very supportive and kind, which is my type of group. I do have a question for you two. After learning about the perils of vulcanite stems, I err on the side of paranoia by not smoking them outdoors, particularly, <laughs> particularly in direct sunlight. Because I had read the direct sunlight sun is the one way to expedite the oxidation. So the question is, am I being an overprotective owner here? Any advice on caring for vulcanite stems uh, would be appreciated. Promise to make the pilgrimage one day. Best wishes. Again, that is Joe. Man, a great question, Joe. And uh, yeah, man, we, we're so grateful you found us and thankful for you. Um, yeah, th this is funny. Um, you know, if you're super particular about what your stem looks like, um, ebonite and vulcanite is probably just not the material for you anyway, <laughs> because, because it is going to take on teeth marks. Even if you don't clench your pipe, it's just gonna, you're gonna bite it that one time, um, where it's, it's gonna take on a little scuff or something. Now, a lot of times you can, um, you know, get those scuffs out on a buffing wheel or send it to your favorite pipe repairman, uh, you know, uh, right to us. We've got uh, so many of those that we can recommend to you. You know, it <laughs> ebonite is just, it's going to show some wear. And one of those, uh, one of the ways it shows just age is, uh, is of course, oxidation. Oxidation, if you can think of, if you're, you know, un new to the pipe world or unaware, um, you think of a solid jet black stem that you find on a new pipe. Well, a lot of times ebonite stems uh, due to 
um, you know, moisture and sunlight, they'll they'll start to you know yellow uh, or even green in color. They'll start to kind of fade to this uh, you know almost uh, yellowy brown or, or green tone on there and it's this uh, the rubber uh you know vulcanite or is oxidizing and so um it doesn't hurt the pipe you, you know the pipe is still pure perfectly functional doesn't uh change anything about it it just kind of kind of look uh look kind of nasty <laughs> and um you know for me that's the look of a uh, a pipe that is well used or well loved but for those that like to take care of their pipe collections where you know they want their pipes to look pristine and you know really just showroom good looking or whatever Ever, uh, that spit shine, right? <laughs> um, vulcanite uh, is more difficult to take care of because it will be affected by sunlight, even I think to some extent indoor light as well. And then also, uh, you know, any kind of moisture. So it's something to think about, uh, you know, anytime you smoke ebonite stems, vulcanite stems, you're going to start to introduce ways for it to oxidize. They do make the stuff called obsidian oil, which is very helpful. So if you do wind up smoking your ebonite stem and want it to maintain that beautiful black luster, uh, get some obsidian oil. It's a product that you use after you smoke your pipe. Uh, you can apply it and then store your pipe immediately afterward. And uh, it'll, it'll really help uh, maintain that that jet black look it's really attractive other than that anytime you pull your pipe out of a sock you're you're exposing the pipe to elements that are gonna let it be oxidized are you being over overprotective joe i don't know i mean i you know if it were me i'd smoke your pipe you know i mean it's one of those things where um you know i i have friends that had these beautiful pipes with ebonite stems the pipes stay in their socks in a drawer and I want to, you know, if I'm going to spend a, mm. a lot of money on a beautiful pipe that happens to have an ebonite stem, I'm going to have it on a rack where I can see it, appreciate right. it, remember that I've got it, all those things. And, you know, if that means the stem kind of yellows a little bit, man, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. You know, that's yeah, just uh, exactly. That's just kind of my thing. But, you know, there again, we've got those people that they want those stems to to always look pristine. And so, man, if you're comfortable with, you know, leaving it in the, in the pouch, knowing that it's secure, you know, maybe in your closet or something, that's that's good too. Your mileage may vary. That's the whole key. And so whatever helps you enjoy your pipe most, uh, whether it's knowing that it's, uh, it's going to be in perfect condition anytime you pull it out or where it's there where you can see it and appreciate the aesthetics of it, I think, you know, you get to pick. But are you being overprotective? I don't know, for me, maybe, but uh, man, fine. Find ways you can smoke your pipe, enjoy your pipe. Your pipe is meant to be smoked. It's meant to be enjoyed. Maybe get you some obsidian oil. Maybe invest in a small buffing wheel or something where when it does start to oxidize, you can, um, you know, care for it a little bit. You know, occasionally send it to your favorite pipe restorer that, uh, you know, can can help you with that too. Just some thoughts. Good question. Yeah, that, and that's right. Your pipe is meant to be enjoyed. You, you actually, by saying that, you... You kind of uh, caught me. I was about to go on a bit of a tirade that I'm not going to go on now because the the reality is, is however you enjoy your pipe is is really up to you. It's a lot of people. You know, we've got friends that you know own the well, not many friends, but <laughs> you know, friends that own these luxury sports cars, and you know, they stay in the in the garage, right? Exactly. I mean, they, they don't want to pull it out because they know they whenever they pull it out, they want to be able to show their friends a perfect specimen. And you know, some people take a lot of pleasure and enjoy in that, and that's that's great. It's uh, Exactly. Um, you know, again, your mileage may vary. I, if it's mine, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna be taking that Joker on the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, for if if you're gonna use your pipe and you're not just collecting for you know artistic reasons or, or for 
uh, from that kind of appreciation. Just remember, I mean, this is something that you were taking, packing up with the, with a flammable substance and putting your mouth on and lighting it on fire. You know what I mean? Like you're you're <laughs> like it, it goes through some stuff just to be able to be used, and so it's it's never going to be perfect as the day that you you purchased it. Yeah. But at the same time. You know, as you say, like, you know, if, if you're if it's really more about kind of a, a fashion element, you know, you do you. And that is that is totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Well, hey, great questions, Joe. And if anybody else has a pipe question for us, be sure to send those in show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that's show at countrysquireradio.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Quick, quick fire, fire with, with the squire. squire. All right, man. Quick fire quest Jones. Ow! <laughs> Ow! That was, that was like hot in the mic right there. <laughs> quick fire questions, of course, brought to us by the amazing shirts available to you perhaps at uh, the Country Squire time. online. Yeah, that, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, you know, great, great way to help support the show. So uh, check those out. Also, these are coming in from Andrew Compropulous. Com- Andrews, <laughs> our dear friend, Father Andy. Father Andy, we love Father Andy. Um, <laughs> you know, Father Andy is the most gracious. I need to just kind of mention this. You know, you, you gave big ups to uh, uh, Stephen the Anti Hurricane before. Uh, I got to give big ups to Father Andy because as yeah. as as much as I a butcher his name, and I promise, I, I wish that it was intentional, but it's not intentional. I'm just that bad at reading. <laughs> as as bad as I butcher the name, and uh, as much as he he loves all of our uh, lesbian uh, uzo uh, uh, <laughs> in- innuendo that goes around that. And by loves, I mean absolutely hates. He's the most gracious individual. <laughs> he is, man. I, I I love those days when uh, when Andy comes in. Uh, of course, you know, if you've listened to the show long enough, you know, Andy is our, our dear friend uh, who happens to be a local uh, Orthodox priest here in Jackson and incredibly kind, man. He, I think he's my spirit animal, <laughs> but some of my favorite days are those days when he, uh, he texts me and says, Hey, you at the shop, I'm ready for some coffee. And I, I happen to be free and then he'll come up and we'll just kind of quietly have that first morning cup of coffee, man. I, you know, especially when the shop's quiet and it's just me and him kind of, you know, chatting about life or encouraging one another or whatever. Um, man, he is just, 
he's a dear friend and I, I love him to pieces and uh man he is uh he's good people yep <laughs> all right man well this comes from that good people i uh, yep. jen uh jen regular or infused Ooh, I man, I have to go with regular. You know, it's so funny to me. There was just, I feel like we're in the middle of this big thing where it's like, okay, we're going to take this perfect product and monkey with it to see if we can make it interestingly and interesting enough for you to buy it, you know, separately or whatever, or Mm. or maybe more often. I don't know. And so people are doing that kind of thing with, you know, whiskey. They're aging it in, you know, funky barrels or, you know, blending it with stuff. (laughs) Uh, with, With gin, you know, they're barrel aging it. They're, you know, putting it in, uh, you know, all kinds of, you know, infusing it with, uh, someone gave me some blueberry infused gin and I was like, this is just wrong. Like we've kind of crossed a threshold here, you know? <laughs> I don't know, and, man. Uh, blueberry infused gin isn't too bad, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, at some point, and, and I went through a phase, right, where I tried a lot of these and, uh, you know, friends of ours, of course, uh, you know, uh, let, let us sample some or even were kind enough to gift us uh, bottles, you know, of, of this stuff, which is, yeah. you know, some of which are, are really good, re- really good. But it's just not really something I, I determined that I could drink every day. Uh, none of it. None of it was. And so, um, yeah, man, I have to go with regular gin. Just give me a bottle of freaking boodles. <laughs> That's what I want, man. Uh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm going to have to be the same. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we, as you mentioned, we were gifted actually a, a barrel aids gin a while back. And I was reminded recently I was at, um, you know, we've mentioned cat had obviously on the show before and, uh, and I was doing a tour before we left Jackson. It was kind of a big, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a last, last, you know, thing to do in Jackson. We, 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 you know, had a couple of check boxes and, and that was one of them. And so we went and we, we, you know, went through their distillery and, and we saw, you know, all, all how they make their, their vodka, but also how they make, uh, their gin. And I was unaware that cat had actually made gin. Um, yeah. but they do. And they have two versions. They have just kind of the pure straight gin. And then they also have a barrel infused. And while my wife was like really into kind of enjoying the barrel fuse, I was like, I, you know, I've tried barrel aged rather gin and I, I just, I can't do it. I, I, <laughs> if I'm, if I'm, if, if you got to give me gin, then give me, give me, give me gin straight up. Yep. I agree. All right. Tea, green or black? I'm going to go with green tea. I, you know, I love black tea, but I, I like all tea or most, most teas anyway, but I, I don't know. I think the taste of green tea uh, is appealing to me. I really like the occasional green tea with uh, Virginia tobacco for whatever reason. And oh, what's wow. interesting is yeah. I think, I think more people would probably go with a black tea for that. I don't know. For me, a good solid green tea. I don't even have a particular brand that I care for. I don't know that much about tea to, to really appreciate different kinds, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with green tea. Okay. I think I'm probably more of a black tr- black tea drinker. Um, that being said, I mean, I, I also enjoy green tea. I'll take it. Like if it's a, if, if, if I'm in a tea mode and I ask for some tea and you know, they say, you know, we only have green or we only have black. That's fine. Yeah. Like in my mind, I know that there's some vast differences here, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm just looking for hot water with a little bit of flavor. And if it's got a bit of caffeine, then that's great. <laughs> yep. Tea, Earl Grey, hot. Yeah, that's um from uh, Gumby. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So then, uh, finally, oysters raw or grilled? Uh, I'm gonna go with raw. Yeah, I I, I like a char grilled oyster, but man, there, nothing beats a like a a real fresh, um, you know, just raw oyster, maybe with some horseradish or some cocktail sauce. Man, that is that is righteous. Yes, sir. I was in uh, I was in New Orleans a couple weeks back uh, with uh, Imagine with that. Briar. Say what? 
I said, imagine that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so I, you know, I was there, and uh, I was there with Briar, who of course is a mutual friend, and uh, we've mentioned on the show, and uh, and you know, we were, we were there working on a project, doing some coding, and uh, we were taking breaks throughout the time, and of course, I went to, uh, I took him to one of my favorite, favorite oyster bars in all of New Orleans. Yeah, is, uh, is Luke. And if you've never been to Luke before, you need to go. They have an amazing happy hour. They make the best French 75 on the planet. And they have, I don't know how they do this, because obviously there's oysters all over the French Quarter. But the oysters they have there are the finest oysters there are. So I I strongly (laughs) encourage everybody to check that out. But yes, raw oysters all the way. I'm not opposed to grilled oysters. I mean, like, I'd rather have grilled than fried, but yeah, all the way. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree, but, um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, char grilled oysters have their place. Yeah. I'm curious to know what the oyster situation is like in Houston. I haven't had the chance to like sample that, but there's, we're, we're a closer proximity in Houston to the, the Gulf than we yeah. were in Jackson. So Man, theoretically speaking. No, the, um, the seafood, you know, in a place like Houston is fantastic. It's, uh, you got Galveston right down the street, Houston itself, yeah. Houston itself is on, uh, you know, basically the ocean, but uh, the part of the ocean that it's on is used primarily for a port. And so uh, there's not really any, you know, uh, you know, just lay person sea access right there in Houston. But man, you go a few miles down the road to Galveston, you've got uh, just, you know, beautiful beaches and a lot of culture. And um, I think you'll I think you'll find ways to really enjoy it uh, over there. Yep. But there you go. So thank you so much, Father Andy. And hey, if you have got some quick fire questions for us, please send those in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that's show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, man, we got some great listener feedback in. Uh, This first one comes from Derek. What did Derek have to say? All right. Derek says, uh, just listen to your latest episode, Pike Places. I'm sure someone else has already mentioned it, but in case they haven't, the actress's name is Haley Mills. Right. And the the remake is of Disney's 1961 original, The Parent Trap, (laughs) with Brian Keith, uh, Maureen O'Hara, and Haley Mills. And so uh, that's from Derek, of course, uh, mentioning we we talked a few weeks ago now uh, about our episode, you know, Pike Places, where we discuss some of our favorite places or, you know, both real or, you know, kind of idealistic about where to smoke your pipe. And so, uh, man, coming back on that. So Derek, thank you for that. We, we did actually live on the show and, and you may have actually sent this before you got to that point in the episode, but, um, yeah, almost immediately the live commentary was coming in. Like it's Haley Mills. It's Haley Mills, you know, which is great because <laughs> John David's over here throwing some shade. Cause I'm referencing a children's uh, movie from like, you know, decades ago, <laughs> but everybody who was tuning in knew exactly what I was talking about. But, uh, but yes, sir. Thank you for that, uh, that correction there, man. This next one is also about pipe places. Uh, this is from Ralph Burns. Yeah. Ralph says in relation to pipe smoking places, I'm hoping and waiting for the day when someone much like Walt Disney would build a smoking wonderland estate designed like Disneyland devoted to pipe and cigar smokers. Can we start (laughs) this now, Ralph? Is this something we can get going immediately? Um, let's see. And it needs to be obviously curated by uh, our friend, Brian Levine. Uh, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> Can you imagine such a place designed with different zones that fit to a smoker's dream? M- much like a sports lounge, wraparound porch furnished with hickory wood rocking chairs, libraries, and of course, a couple of grand fireplaces. Uh, this could be the mecca for all premium tobacco enthusiasts. No cigarettes allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Patrons can purchase a one-day ticket or a seasonal pass. Uh, is there anyone out there who would like to be one of the first 
to start the groundbreaking ceremony. And that's uh, that's from our friend Ralph. So, <laughs> dude, that's great. We need it's like a pipe smokers commune kind of thing, you know. The uh, oh, man, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, we get uh, it, it get interesting real fast. <laughs> I was about to say we, we probably don't need that per se, but no, I, I like it. I actually like the idea <laughs> of Brian Levine as Walt Disney and this uh, and this kind of. Uh, a theme park as it, as it were it almost kind of reminds me especially as he talks about the multiple grand fireplaces i know you, i know at least i think i know john david you don't watch rick and morty do you i don't yeah okay. how, how did how did you guess uh, yeah well it's it just a just a guess uh in, in that series and i'm not necessarily recommending it because if it's not your thing it is definitely not your thing but if you do enjoy it that's awesome uh in that series there there there's a concept of the multiverse where like all of these earths are simultaneously existing and that sort of deal and the two characters, the primary character, Rick and Morty, are a father, are a grandfather and grandson uh, pair, and they go off on these wacky adventures. Well, on one such adventure, the father of Morty, the, the son-in-law of Rick, uh, ends up kind of, I guess, accidentally tagging along with them. So they travel the multiverse to send them to a daycare for, uh, for Jerry. That's the guy's name. It's a, <laughs> and so all of the other Rick and Mortys from all the other universes will take their Jerry's here okay. uh, whenever he accidentally tags along. And the entire setup is based off of like this one guy. So yeah. he walks in and there's like somebody in like this, like Mickey mouse style costume, but it's like of his wife. And then there's also like a, uh, a whole bunch of televisions that all need the AV fixed, you know, like, and so they're all like <laughs> all these Jerry's are kind of gathering around like that. So I just, I kind of in visualizing instead of like, uh, you know, this one big grand fireplace, but multiple fireplaces around for multiple <laughs> pipe smokers to just kind of, you know, lean on and contemplate as we, uh, puff away on our pipes and go. Hmm, interesting. Hmm, yes. Yeah. As long as there, <laughs> as long as there's no hot tub. <laughs> no, man. Yeah, that's that's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> interesting suggestion, Ralph. Love to see some of the. Uh, let's 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 see the business model for that. You know, maybe I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? Thank y'all so much for that that feedback, and uh, thank you so much again for for tuning in. Of course, uh, you can uh, uh, tune in to every single episode over at countrysquireradio.com. We've got uh, the the full episodes leading up to, or at least beginning from our 100th episode on. Those first 100 episodes are available to patrons at patreon.com slash countrysquireradio. Help support the show and be part of something grand. Mm-hmm. Think of this as your own, you know, theme park of the mind for you to enjoy your pipe. <laughs> uh, Country Square Brian Radio, Levine. a theme park for the mind. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so t- tobacco uh, blends everywhere for you to choose from. And Brian Levine is twirling around, uh, skipping and jumping down Main Street. And here we are, Bo and John David, like Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. It's uh, yeah. it's great. Yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Or maybe a couple of the most embarrassing of the, you know, dwarves. I don't know. <laughs> definitely that's probably more it but man this was a great episode great of course to get chance to get to know uh john david through a collection of some of his pipes and uh let us know what you think is is this a series that you want to see us revisit is this something you even care about did you find it to be a waste of time <laughs> let, let us know what what you enjoyed and um and didn't enjoy because we want to make sure as we kind of dive back into you know uh, almost kind of reinvigorate some old series we want to make sure that we didn't kill them for a wrong reason or are killing for a right reason. Even <laughs> like, you know, if it is something that, um, that you want to hear from us. So yeah, just give, give us your thoughts. Did you enjoy it? Yes. No, maybe so. Let us know. Excellent. <laughs> All right, man. Of course you can keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us on the Twitters. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore country squire. 
And of course, of course, the show's handle is at Squire Radio, but all that and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, John David, excellent job, sir. Yeah, man, I had fun. It's always good talking about some of my most, uh, you know, cherished pieces or interesting pieces and um, need to do it more often. Probably ought to, ought to you know, pull those out more often. But um, man, I'm glad <laughs> I got to glad I got to bring a couple along for the ride today. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.